0: still an activity that uh, doesn't take a lot of you don't have to buy a lot of equipment you can just go there the bowling balls are already there the shoes are already there to rent so it's yeah. a easy sport for you to participate in and you can practice as much or as little as little as you want so i don't think it's something that's going away even when the Wii came out and people were weren't even using balls they were using a mm-hmm. stick and they were bowling in their living room and right and that was probably the one game that's probably had the most interest at the beginning because everybody had already bowled once or twice in their lives so they understood Mm -hmm. it so i think it's almost like part of your childhood to have a a birthday bowling party and and usually that's one of your parties that you're going to remember the most and and have or have fond memories of so
1: Awesome. Thanks again for coming on today, Eric. Really appreciate you taking some time out of your day. For the people who have not had the pleasure of meeting you, tell us a little bit about who you are and who you work with.
0: Sure. Eric Kovitz, uh, originally from Boston, Massachusetts and went to school in Long Island, New York, Hofstra University. And the last three years I've been spending my time in Fort Smith, Arkansas. And the owner of the 810 Billiards and Bowling here in Fort Smith.
1: So that's, uh, when—when do you do to come online for that?
0: We're hoping to open uh, mid-November. We'll be doing some soft opening openings. We've already started to put applications in and looking at hiring staff. uh, The key positions, general manager, assistant general manager, kitchen manager, and either beer manager or host manager. Those are the four positions we're Mm -hmm. hiring and going to train first, and then we'll hire the bartenders servers hostess people a little bit closer to our opening
1: okay awesome yeah and you'll be open just in time for the busy busiest part of the season right yeah although i don't know yeah is it different in arkansas uh,
0: when school's out and or winter recess and uh, Mm. holiday parties and uh, all the and then you also have nhl and nba in full swing and yeah love our hogs here so Arkansas basketball, where you should be nationally ranked for this coming season. We did really well last year's final four uh, tournaments. Very optimistic for a lot of people coming in and watch the games this year.
1: Awesome. Yeah, no, that's definitely a great one. Does it get pretty cold in Arkansas or like, cause here in in the winter, people don't go outside, they, they go and they bowl and that's the busiest season, like January through March. Uh, that,
0: that was one of the things that intrigued me about moving from Florida to here, because we do have four seasons. Fall, depending on the the heat from the summer, sometimes is sh- shorter than I'd like, because it's, it's beautiful. beautiful to watch the trees change color here in the, in the mountains. But right. we do get a winter. Fortunately, we don't get too much snow, but when we do, they don't have the... Uh, plowing equipment that you would see in the the Northeast corridor of of the country. So it really shuts down everything, but uh, we get our share of cold weather and conversation here and is uh, in Arkansas is if you don't like the weather, wait 10 minutes because it will change and it's definitely true.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've only been once or twice, but it's definitely a beautiful area.
0: Yeah. I think the state has the most national parks of any Mm. state in the country.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, I definitely need to get down there. So, I wanted to so really the big thing I wanted to talk about today with you, we'll get into the past a little bit about you having a business, having an exit, but I wanted to tee it up with a little bit about how you saw this opportunity to be in the the bowling space. What drew you to it and how you evaluated it as a business opportunity. I-
0: I always like to do things with people when I'm having a social gathering and it seemed to be in, in this area, especially that a lot of people just go out to eat. That's their, their social activity. And I was used to doing other things, whether it be playing golf or mini golf, going bowling or going to a, a billiard hall or anything like that, just to have something a little bit more active with people. And so I was looking for something that would give us or allow us the opportunity to introduce that to this area.
1: Yeah, and so is that more of a market opportunity you see where it's just, there's not a lot of that in your area?
0: Yes. So The population is growing. I'd say we, we were about 80, 85,000 people in Fort Smith. And then when you get the outer surrounding towns, it's probably close to a quarter million people coming in to work on a daily basis. And as I mentioned, other than the restaurants, uh, there's a few trampoline parks, but for young adults and, and adults wanting to do something, there really isn't a lot of choices right
1: now. And so what drew you to bowling specifically, if you have a couple of different things, mini golf, trampoline, whatever else. What drew you to that specifically?
0: I, I've always been interested in doing something like a bowling alley. You know, I'm an ice skater, so hockey at heart, but that seemed to be a little bit too expensive an endeavor to build hockey rinks and keep them air conditioned in the middle of the summer. A little accessible there, triple too. digits in Arkansas. So the bowling really intrigued me. I know just from my rotary club that I would belong to, we used to do that as a get together or social function every couple of months or whatever, because people from all ages can do it and you're just having out out there to have fun you're getting some exercise and even you know when you go out to eat and you have a large group everybody's sitting at a long table you only really get to talk to the two or three people that are right next to you or right across from you and Mm -hmm. by bowling you're standing up or sitting down when you're not bowling so you're having that opportunity to mingle and chit chat with a lot more people and socialize and discuss you know everything, but the bowling or the bowling of someone's on a, right. on, on a turkey or a three bagger, can they do it the next time? And then mm. everybody has their attention on the lane for a few minutes. And then you're back talking about other things.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like that that you say that cause it does totally change the dynamic for a group if you're out versus sitting and talking to the people to your left or right or across from you. I hadn't thought of it like that. I like that a lot. Um, okay. And so you then decided to partner up with 810 as a franchise, correct?
0: Yes, and that was in the right before COVID happened. Actually, it was March of 2020. My wife and I took a discovery day, is what they call it. Uh, so we flew into the Myrtle Beach area. They have three locations there. And all three locations were very distinct and different. The first location, It was a a bowling alley to begin with, and they refurbished it and made the uh, dining area larger with a little bit more ambiance to it. They took out some bowling lanes to add a larger area for arcade. I think they even added an indoor bocce ball Mm -hmm. court there. So they were looking to make it more of an entertainment center and dining with a little bit more dining fare, but for the locals. And their second location is what they call their Market Common. And that was an old grocery store, so much larger Mm -hmm. footprint, about 35,000 square feet. So they added a glow-in-the-dark miniature golf course inside, as well as a full stage for live music. So -hmm. they have concerts there pretty much every Friday and Saturday evening, uh, as well as all the other bowling, billiards, and other other games that people can play. And that was, I think, based on its location, more situated for the tourists for when they're off the golf course or off the beach, they have a place to go on a rainy day and so forth and get some indoor activity. And then the third location is in what they call Conway on the outskirts of town, but very close to Coastal (coughs) Carolina University. So they were attracting the college student who wants to blow off some steam after studying all day and they can go bowling from 9 p.m. to midnight for $15, including shoes. So... It's a great deal, and they can also use their student meal card uh, to purchase Mm. meals, basically anything but an alcoholic beverage uh, while they're there, so it's It's uh, it's attracting that, and also I think there's more families in that section of town, so they're doing more birthday parties, which basically introduces to the young couples who may have younger age kids a place that they may not have heard of or known about where they can go there just to eat and hang out and have a date night and just have a nice place that they can relax and take a breather or bring the kids for an early supper.
1: And now is there one of those that you are particularly trying to emulate in Fort Smith?
0: Uh, I would say we're probably closest to the Conway. We have the University of Arkansas-Fort Smith, which is a smaller undergraduate school uh, with about Mm -hmm. 5,000 students, and it's about a mile down the street from us. And then we also have a pretty good segment of our population of being younger people in their late 20s, Mm mid-30s age group, uh, looking for something to do on the weekends, as I mentioned, besides just going out to dinner. So this is a way that they can go out and have a full bar, a lot of different meal choices, drink specials, and they can bowl if they want. So it's a, They have that loveseat or sofa that seats about eight persons with a coffee table so they can right. do shareable appetizers or they can have a whole sit-down meal and then they could play a board game or shoot some pool or spend time in the arcade or whatever mm-hmm. they want to do that day to have some fun.
1: Yeah. Okay. And now, what uh, You mentioned a couple of different activities that they have. What all are you planning to put in your center and what's some of the thinking behind it? What you think will do? The
0: main part is going to have 10 bowling lanes okay. and 12 billiard tables. Oh, so wow. I really think the billiards is something that I enjoy doing, but I'm mm-hmm. not a smoker. And a lot of right. the billiard halls are very smoky and just uh, some of them have food, but a lot of them don't also. They don't yeah. give you much options. They let you bring food in, I think. So they have a whatever, pizza takeout number, hotline or whatever, but be able to just play pool, uh, have a nice uh, drink, maybe share an appetizer or some wings or whatever. I think that's something that would be very appealing. Uh, The arcade is going to have everything from your standard skee-ball to basketball type games to some virtual reality kind of arcade games. So that's something that they could do.
1: Yeah. Um, How big will will your arcade be? How many pieces or what's the footprint?
0: It's a little over 3000 square feet. I think we'll have about 23 games. So it's pretty large. Yeah, that's big. Yeah. And we'll also have at least four dart boards. If you want to play darts, we can move tables and chairs around. We'll be offering cornhole probably Mm -hmm. uh, during the week, not on the weekends when we will have more people coming in to dine. Uh, and then we also will have a VIP section. With additional nice. four bowling lanes for private parties or overflow during the busy times of the year.
1: Okay. That's four and six, or is that 10 uh, and uh, four? 10 and four. Ten oh, and wow. Four. Okay.
0: So yeah. So four, that's a decent
1: 14 total. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good size. And that's, it depends who you ask or what kind of style house you're trying to run. If you're more traditional league house, it might be low, but I see a lot of centers do well with about that. Maybe 16 to 24 can do very well with that style that you're talking about.
0: I haven't met the owners of the local bowling alleys here, but I really don't feel we're a competitor of theirs. I think if anything, Mm -hmm. maybe we should be having a discussion for how to complement one another. Yeah, because if they have a league going on one night, maybe they don't have lanes available. They can send them over to our establishment on those given nights, and then for us, I think we would almost. I look at Top Golf as an example with people who never picked up a golf club and they go to Top Golf and say, "Hey, this was a fun activity. Maybe I right. want to go and learn how to play golf." And they take lessons for chipping and putting. And so we could be a basically a, a seed or a, a learning center for their future bowling. New mm-hmm. league players, if they enjoy right. it and want to take the next step, and having their own custom bowling ball and shoes and the whole gamut, right. and really want to, you know, get more serious about playing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it just comes down to the customer that you're going after. If it's the league tournament bowler, or more just the casual family per bowler who's coming in with a group, and like you said, might not do it often. And there's some people who make it work with both. At the end of the day, it is two separate segments of customers, and usually. Setters tend to gear towards one or the other, but you can make it work with both.
0: Yeah, the other part of that is the bowling equipment itself. The pin setters ours are on the the switch bowling system, which I understand they're on a the pins are on a string. Yeah. Uh, okay. Almost like yeah. a marionette to re, yep. uh, reset them. And from what I understand, that hasn't yet been approved by the bowling associations for league bowling because of Correct. the way they can move up mm. if an inch or so over or whatever, and they won't reset in their
1: new mm-hmm. spot. Yeah. Yeah. They're not sanctioned for official play. There's some people who have applications in, but yeah, so far no one's done it. Most new centers are going that route just because that's the, what's growing faster. And there's a lot, there's different advantages as I'm, sh- as I'm sure you've seen, whether it's the electric bill or mechanic or maintenance, all those different and things.
0: I hear mostly the maintenance because the, the guys who learn how to work with gears and grease and fix those mm. things are becoming fewer and fewer where those kind of people are hard to come by these days. It and it's you know, not something that you come out of high school and say, I want to be a bowling alley mechanic. So little right. exactly. harder uh, to find that profession.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I'd say the adoption is getting up there. There's still a lot of people who don't like them. Apparently there are a few strokes or not strokes, but a few pins easier is the string machines, but they're getting better. They're getting pretty close to where it, you can't notice Like the average person wouldn't be able to notice, but a a true league bowler would be able to notice a little bit. Interesting. but yeah, and it saves your a ton on electricity and that's it's definitely the way to go if you're going from new.
0: And from our standpoint, it, it was more of a maintenance and being able mm-hmm. to fix things quick so that the patrons would be able to get back to enjoying their activity and not be having to shut down a lane for any length of time.
1: And now, so you're, uh, sorry, I cut you off. You were saying you have a couple other activities. You were saying you have the arcade, bowling vip darts what else are you gonna have
0: and then just board games so if people want to play monopoly or uh, giant jenga or um, any of the other even the old battleship games and stuff anything that can fit on their table Mm -hmm. that'd be also something that we just rent rent out the games and let them enjoy themselves and maybe we can introduce some new games that they haven't had an opportunity to try yet. And that way they're spending more time in our location and having right. some more food and drink.
1: Exactly. And so now are you set up like a beer hall where it's like longer tables, people just like picnic table set up or how does that set up with the games and stuff? No,
0: I think it's more like your standard restaurant where we have some banquettes and then regular tables and chairs. There are a few community tables that sit six or eight people that are on wheels that we can move around. Uh, That way we can put them on VIP area if we need to accommodate those groups. And then also move them out of the way when we want to do something like a cornhole or other event that needs needs more space.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense then. Because that's usually what I've seen is kind of like the beer hall setup where they had the long picnic tables and the games are just laid out there, but you're saying it's more like a go and you you ran the games. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I know there's a big resurgence of the board games, just coming back into style, or I don't know exactly what it is. If it's the tactile feel going from a phone all day to just something different, but there's definitely a wave riding on, on that.
0: Yeah, I've taken a number of cruises, and that seems to be the one time that I break out the games yeah. more often than any other time, or come up skiing, and where you want to take a break from skiing for a day, either sometimes you, you get forced to because there's a wind hold or something like that, and uh, taking out a board game and doing that with three or four people is always enjoyable and good for a few laps and things right. like that. Yeah, you know, I said people may want to come because they enjoy the food, uh, but they're not in a bowling mood that day. And uh, this gives them some other options.
1: Yeah. And it offers something for everybody. If you come with a group and one person doesn't want to bowl or they don't want to do a board game, there's something there for everybody. Absolutely. And I I like what you said that it does, it will keep them there longer because standard board game is not a half hour thing. It's usually an hour, two hours or Monopoly, however long that goes. Right, right. Yeah, I think we'll have to be a little
0: careful on what games we offer uh, when we do want to turn tables on the weekend and that we're not in a uh, whatever uh, Dungeons and Dragons marathon. Right. Yeah, 10 hour. Exactly. (laughs)
1: Limit it to the quicker ones. (laughs) Scrabble or something. Very cool. So let's stay on that vein about where we see things going and trends. Where do you see it going as far as like the FEC entertainment business or industry? Where do you see that going over the next two to three years? You're obviously making a big decision, a big investment in that. Where do you see it going or what are some of your bets?
0: Yeah, I think just millennials, I think always are just seem to be very uh, social people. And everybody wants to get out now that the COVID is starting to, we have vaccines and people are more comfortable gathering again. I think people are really just looking for different things that they can do as a group. You know, and as I've said, like the the other family entertainment centers have done well because again, it's a nice place even for just a birthday party where, you know, instead of having everybody come to your house and you have to clean your house after everybody leaves. So we're, we're a much better option where everybody can go and they can uh, have a few food choices and all different types of drink options and cocktails. We'll have a full bar, not just beer and wine. And, and then we do all the cleanup for you. So I think that's going to be uh, real one way that it's going to go. And then I think the other part of it is time. Maybe a bowling league, usually it's five people on a team and three games, and that takes a a great deal of time. So people Mm -hmm. who may want to just, I just want to bowl one game and have some food, they're in and out in, in an hour or less. So it's also being careful or accommodating for different people. Maybe someone wants to come in and do something with their kids one night, but they got to get home early enough so they can do their homework before school the next day. But they don't want to go home and cook for an hour. They can just Mm. hop in, grab their pizzas, burgers, whatever they want to have. And while they're eating, their kids can be either at the arcade or playing a a game at the table with them. And then uh, they're home at a reasonable hour and ready for school the next day.
1: Yeah, that's a great point you make. And I especially like that about the, uh, the birthday parties that if you're providing food for people, Going to the bowling center and going a party there is not much more expensive. And the fact that you don't have to clean up afterwards is makes it all worth it for a break even.
0: Oh yeah. And just being able to socialize with your guests and mm-hmm. enjoy yourself and not really right. having that you know, worry about, did I take out, was the garbage can overflowing or, you know, what happens when you have, when you're hosting parties, you're, you're worried about a lot of other things and Mm -hmm. you're not necessarily always enjoying yourself. And so I think this is one, one thing that we definitely want to show. And and I think the service industry in in general needs to be able to accommodate guests more. It's been very hard. I know there's been a lot of talk on like labor shortages and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I think if you're a server and you're, collecting nicer tips because you're, you're invoicing not only on food, but on activity as well. They're going to want to work at our establishment versus your standard restaurant that you're just getting whatever the, the food bill is.
1: Yeah. Have you guys started that hiring process at all? Have you had any experience with the staffing or recruiting so far? Or is that still out of ways?
0: We, we just, we've just begun that. I'm also for the general manager position, I'm reaching out to some staffing companies that specialize in the hospitality industry. So that way they can pre-interview and bring us the best candidates. Because I think that with my background being in the printing industry, being a restaurateur, I think it's very important that we be very selective and choose an individual with a lot of experience, a proper attitude as far as a team builder to hit the ground running on a very positive footing to get started. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The the GM is they're the leader. They're the make or break when it comes to your staff because they build the team around them. But that's, I'd say 95 or maybe even higher percent of the people I talk to, that's their biggest challenge today is building that staff and finding people. It It can be tough. Just because of the dynamics of the labor market. Right? Sure.
0: And I understand some people are a little, not so rah, rah, rah about a grand opening. If you've been a bartender for many years, you may not want to have to put on the, the big opening, grand opening and all that kind of stuff. So we mm-hmm. may have to wait a while before the those types of people come calling for a job after you're open for a month or so and they just see what the activity is and how many people are coming in and say, hey, this could be a really great place to, to work. So I'm anticipating a little bit of that happening as well.
1: perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just because people struggle with it doesn't mean it's not being done. Everybody's is making do with it and there are ways to get it done. It's just that that seems to be the biggest challenge today.
0: Yeah. And the other part of it is that I see is how technology is going to change that dynamic as well. Oh, I, I went to, I want to say. Chili's, I think it was, where you were done eating, you didn't have to wait for your check. It was on your yeah. little desktop there, mm-hmm. a monitor right on the table, and you could pay your check, tip, and you had even printed your receipt if you wanted it. Yeah. You're out the door. And we're going to go to a, a system similar to that where your menu would be on your phone. You can place your order so people... Who want to be served can but people who want just to be able to order and have a food runner come out mm. and bring their food and drink to their mm. table
1: and yeah. when they're
0: done eating and they want to leave they can just pay their bill and get up and
1: vacate the location and yeah. have a good evening that's very nice what system are you guys using for that toast Toast. Okay. Yeah, I have a great POS system. Do they use that across the board at the 810 Zero, or is that just your location?
0: Yes, they're right now converting all of their locations to the Toast system. Oh. I'm hoping by the time we're open, they've got out all the little yeah, rust right. and little nooks and crannies that they haven't thought of or whatever, and right. all the bugs will be out by the time we're up and operational, and just putting all the menu and all that stuff into the into the system will all be all be done by the time we're ready to open
1: yeah no and that's a pretty easy one to use it's, it's really big on like the west coast it's coming over this way but it's a solid one it's easy to use pretty all-encompassing
0: yeah thinking that might help us with staffing this and we may not need as many people right. as you uh, would when you're doing a full, full yeah. service that's uh, a good point waiters and and then we'll still have the service at the bowling and lanes so people yeah you know, and they can make some depending on how busy we are if they want to Uh, if they're having a good time you want to stay there for another hour keep the lane open and uh, keep ordering food we'll keep bringing it out to you
1: yeah no that's awesome i really like that i'm excited so you said november is the big opening date
0: yeah that's our goal Uh, right now we're putting installing the bowling lanes next week actually and then kitchen will happen first week of october and that's the I guess to me, that's going to be our big litmus test of passing inspection with the city, gas and all the fire sprinkler and make sure everything is working properly and connected properly. And then I think once we get through that hurdle with the certificate of occupancy, then we can collect our alcohol permits and we'll be off to the races, so to speak.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited for you. It's going to be a really cool endeavor. I usually finish off with a piece of advice for a proprietor, but I'm wondering for you, what would be something that you could suggest as someone who's coming from the outside of the bowling industry, kind of new into it about things that drew you to the industry in particular, or really stuck out to you of why this is such a great opportunity. I figured that'd be a great way to, to finish out.
0: I just think bowling as a sport is over 100 years old. And I grew up in New England. We had candlepin bowling. Other parts of the world had duckpin bowling. And then you have 10 pin bowling. But bowling is still bowling. And it's still an activity that uh, doesn't take a lot of... You don't have to buy a lot of equipment. You can just go there. The bowling balls are already there. The shoes are already there to rent. So it's an yeah. easy sport for you to participate in. And you can practice as much or as little as little as you want. So I don't think it's something that's going away. Even when the Wii came out and people were, weren't were even using balls, they were using a mm-hmm. stick and they were bowling in their living room. And right. and that was probably the one game that's probably had the most interest at the beginning because everybody had already bowled once or twice in their lives. Yeah. So they understood mm-hmm. it. So I think it's almost like part of your childhood to have a, a birthday bowling party and and. Usually that's one of your parties that you're going to remember the most and, and have, or have fond memories of. So I I think it's from everybody. It's like, when's the last time I bowled? I haven't done that in a while and how much fun I had. I got to do that more often. I'm hoping that will be the case for us as well.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. And as far as accessibility, I think it is the most accessible sport in the uh, U S something like 70 million people a year bowl. Which is crazy. You know, so twenty percent of the population at least once a year bull. So you couldn't well, say yeah, that.
0: Also, can look at it, you got eighty percent of the population as there far you go. as to grow. So open market. <laughs> it's right. Blue
1: ocean. Right. I love it. Thanks again for coming on, Eric. I've really enjoyed our conversation. This has been great. I'll want to check in on you once you have the grand opening and see how you fared.
0: Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you for having me.
1: Thanks, Eric.